Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely and talented wife, Miss Southern Shell. And she brought along two of her friends this week. Now, <laughs> they're my friends too, hopefully y'all's, but Mr. Jamie Williams and Mark Williams from Swine Life Barbecue. Guys, how are y'all doing? Doing good. Doing good. Good, man. Hey, we appreciate y'all uh, coming in the studio here today. Thank you. And we're just going to hang out and go through our full hog cooking we did. Um, <laughs> is there anything you want to talk about first before we get started, Shell? Do you want to talk about your delicious dinner? Of course I want to talk about my delicious dinner. <laughs> hey, being in the lawn with uh, Whole Hog, I did some center-cut pork chops. Kind of barbecue grill styled on a PK, little, uh, I guess you'd call it a, a sear and finish off. What about this? <laughs> That'd be a hot and, it, it, it's not a reverse sear. It's a forward it's a sear. For, it's a forward sear. That's <laughs> I what like I did. That. And I served it up with some smashed sweet potatoes and some grilled zucchini spears i guess we'd call those <laughs> but it was really good um this was a simple dinner man anybody can cook y'all like pork chops i love them that's i mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean now shell asked me do you think anybody would say pork chops are as good as a steak what i was i we were eating the pork chop and i was talking about how good it was and how much i enjoyed the pork chop and then i said do you think anybody would pick this over a steak yeah, I don't confess, what, I don't confess to that one. Would you do it? I love a, I love a good pork. You love a good pork? It's Over a ribeye? You know, can't. No way. It'd be a hard call. It depends. See, call. pork chop with fat on it. Yes. So, really? So that's what that's what I did with these. Now, these were froze, but I got a whole pork loin from uh, Kevin down to Butcher Shop in Pensacola, and I cut it up myself. So if you want to save some money and you want some really good pork chops, go for the whole loin. Because you got that front portion that's kind of up near the shoulder. That's where you get those ribeye chops, you know, the good ones. And then you can cut you out some, you know, real nice thick cut center cut chops. And then you can still get you a center cut roast. And you got room for tail meat, for stir fry, or whatever you want to do with it. What's the cost of a whole? Usually less than 18 bucks. Normal pre pre COVID. I don't know. I don't know what they are. 18. I hadn't seen them. Yeah. Yeah. 18 for bucks a, a pound or 18? No, no, no. For the whole three foot yard long pork loin. Oh, so that is. And you go buy a pack of pork chops, thick cut pork chops, they're going to hit you up 10 bucks, yeah. you know, easy. I want to see the whole, some of them come off of. Oh, they're monsters. But <laughs> they got to be 400 pounds. <laughs> yeah, they be. So I cut these one inch thick and I left. That's another thing about Jamie, like you said, I buy, get the whole loin. I can leave all that fat on there. A lot of times you'll see them at the grocery store. They'll have them center cut chops trimmed. It's just lean meat. There's no, you know, no fat to it. So I like leaving how much ever, you know, if it's a quarter inch of fat all the way around it, man, that's, that's some good eating. The healthy part. Yeah, that's, the health, that's what your doctor wants you to eat, right? So you can come back and see and get your crest door. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's what I went for in this because it chars up. I mean, I seasoned them simple. Olive oil just to make the rub stick, some AP, some barbecue rub. You could use whatever you want. Had that PK fired up, hot hot coals on one side, zero on the opposite side. It's kind of cool, just drafting over. I seared them about three minutes aside, giving them the little steak twist so they get the good grill marks and char up. Then I moved them over and glazed them. And I just went straight up Captain Rodney's booking glaze out the bottle. And if you hadn't tried it on pork chops or pork, it's really good stuff. Um, you know, a lot of, I got I found that stuff. 
I think the first time I ever had it was over cream cheese. It's like a party dip shell. You know, you like your yeah. party dips. <laughs> <laughs> Eating it with Frito scoops. It's good. But we started using it in rib wrap as a glaze, you know, kind of like people use that rib candy stuff or the tiger sauce. We would put the Captain Rodney's book and glaze in there. It's good on and chicken, too. It makes a heck of a glaze, though, when you just pour it straight over and brush it. Uh, those chops were probably about 125 degrees when after I gave them a, a sear of six total minutes, and then they, they come up to about 135 before I pulled them off. It took another, you know, six, seven minutes. Perfect time to cook my zucchini. All I did with it was kind of cut the ends off and quarter it, and so it kind of made three surfaces. I had the two fleshy sides, and I left the peel on one side. And I put it, olive oil AP, put it on the grill, kind of like you would hot dogs. And I just rolled them every two minutes. So they had nice grill marks. Um, the whole time, first thing I did was I started on those sweet potatoes. That took that was the hardest part because it took them 45 minutes to cook. I wouldn't cook. call it the hardest. It was well, the longest. You had to preheat the oven yeah. to 425 and stick them really, in there for 45 minutes. threw them in there and forgot about yeah. them until it was and, time. And, 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 you know, I cooked the chops, pulled them off. The zucchini was finishing up. By the time everything rested... You ran in and grabbed the sweet potatoes, and I just half them, squeezed them in a bowl, mixed them with a uh, half stick of butter. you got to have butter and sweet potatoes. So a couple tablespoons of heavy cream, seasoned them with salt, pepper, and a dash or two of cayenne to give them a little pop. And then it was time to plate. I mean, and then we ate a heck of a dinner. I mean, it was delicious. It was very good. All the elements were excellent. The pork chop was it was one of the better pork chops I've had. As good as a steak. As good as a steak, yeah. <laughs> that was my well, point. You know, the, the best but. part of it, Jamie, was that little crispy fat edge <laughs> around it, that too. That was the best part. But I, Did you top sweet potatoes with marshmallows, though? <laughs> yeah, no. I'll eat sweet potatoes just about anyway, and but I'm never, I won't eat them with the marshmallow crap all over the top of it. Is it the marshmallow fluff, or is it just like marshmallows oh, they put on their bait? No, you got to real uh -oh. marshmallows, put them back in the oven on a broil, no. burn the top of them. I won't do this it. Thing going. I, now, I love sweet potato casserole. Thanksgiving, Christmas, holidays. The one with the pecan crust where it's kind of like praline all over the top. Mm -hmm. Those are good. That's money. That is so good. I, I did a recipe on those if anyone wants to check it out. Yeah, how good it'd be with marshmallows on yeah. top of that, too. <laughs> uh, have y'all ever, ever cooked sweet potatoes on the grill? How do you do You've doing? got a recipe, don't you? You and uh, Emily? she done a sweet potato pie on the grill. Oh, yeah. yeah. She done it on a stick burner, and that was. It was very good. Yeah. yeah. Really? So it was a pie, like an actual pie. pie. Now we done we cooked like a dessert, the, right? Yeah, we cooked the sweet potatoes. We done everything on the pit, and then she pulled them up, mashed it, made the pie, cayenne pepper. That yeah, I might have got a little heavy because yeah, the gra <laughs> the grandma off the table, she was over sweating. <laughs> you had a little good, up. There was a fire sweet yeah. potato pie, huh? Now, I like sweet potatoes. There, uh, you know, I want to say it's Vardabin, Mississippi, sweet Varda, potato yeah. capital of the world. That's where they grow the best ones. Mm -hmm. And outside of here, well, up north, they call them yams. But <laughs> sweet potatoes to us. The, I don't um, mess with their yam. I eat sweet potatoes. The zucchini was yeah. very, very good. It's hard to beat zucchini and squash on the grill like that. Yeah. I mean, it's so, it's so refreshing. You know, you know it's that time. only thing you need is like tomato sandwich with a smear of mayonnaise. Yeah. 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 I'm out. <laughs> you don't do tomato sandwich? Yeah. Oh, man, I love tomato sandwich. I was talking about that today. Tell you what's good on tomato sandwich. TX. Brisket. Emily Dunn. I saw, toast I saw a avocado toast. Yeah. I saw a picture of that. It don't look good smearing some green snot on bread. But the TX on it was yeah. pretty good. I saw that. I a California sandwich. I bet it would be good with some tomatoes, you know, on the 
Oh, my avocado, too. Yeah. Well, normally you, you slice the zucchini like longwise thin, you know, so yeah. it's flat. But this time you left it in those little wedges. Wedges, and I was thinking, I was going for potato wedge, you know, like you get the fried potato wedge at the gas station, yeah. the good ones. I was trying to do that with zucchini. So it's a little, you got to eat some greens, right? It, was, it can't all be it's great. deliciousness. You got to offset that. Yeah, you got to offset it. And they were, they were good. So really, I was thinking that I was going to take those zucchinis and then right before I plated them, I was going to cut them into little bite-sized chunks. And so it looked like the kind you kind like of cut kind up. Of roast. Yeah, you yeah. roast in the oven. But they look so good, charred up in spears like that. And I said, man, I'm just going to, this is how we're eating these tonight. And they were good because they still had texture. You know, a lot of times, um, they'll if you cook them too long, they're going to get mushy. And they kind of get slimy. But these still had enough bite to them where it almost had a starchiness almost. And so it's be easier to handle on a good Oh yeah, it's too. super. They don't get too limp or anything. It's just it keeps its shape. And it's cooked all the way through. I mean, zucchini don't need a ton of cooking anyway, but it was it was perfect. It had a good t- good flavor. You could probably come up with some kind of a lemon glaze or some kind of, you know, mm-hmm. all uh vinaigrette type glaze that would be good on those too. It'd be kind of like a warm zucchini with a glaze or something. We've made your tzatziki sauce as a dip just for those zucchinis like that. Now, oh, yeah. Years, that'd be perfect because you could yeah, I didn't think those. about that. Yep. That would be good. I love some tzatziki sauce. Before we get into this hog thing, next week would be my night to be on the Barbecue Central show. But Jamie and I are going deep sea fishing, so Mark, you ain't going to get to go. You, you took vacation. Or, you take vacation the next week. Furlough, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but, trust me, they know. Trust so me. so we're not going to be – everybody tune in and listen to Greg. I don't know who he's going to have uh, on there. He might have he might have somebody on there to replace me. I don't know. But Mark, call him up. <laughs> yeah, your home, Mark's available. Yeah, but, uh, but I won't be – I'll be back next month. I'll, I'll, be on, I'll be there in July, even if I have to do it. Like, but on, still – I'm going on vacation then, but I'm going to take a computer to that one. I know better than taking the computer with me going deep sea fishing. I'm sure I'll get a late night video from Jamie. I'm pretty much. It's just a guy's trip. Yeah. It's not. It's not really family oriented. On about yeah. Singing. <laughs> Several bushwhackers deep. That's why if the show if the show wasn't so late, I could probably do it. <laughs> but if we fish, if we fish all day. Yeah, it'd be a show at that time. Yeah. So I won't be on there. Um, any other thing before we dive into our hog discussion no y'all go ahead talk about the well, hogs. So, so two weeks ago two weeks ago now a week and a half we, ago. it took it took a while to edit this one right show mm-hmm. so much footage this hog cook took us it's still in progress actually. i would say it took us 26 total hours 26 it was a long one we went um jamie where'd you get the hog at uh, raymond meat market Mr. TK, you went and picked it up, wrestled him, yeah. <laughs> wrestled him because he was a little stiff, yeah, he was wasn't he? Stiff, he still had a little ice on him. <laughs> a little ice on him. He was hanging out in Memphis, riding around the bed of the truck, checking <laughs> it out. Well, we let him. So, thaw- did you take a cooler up there to put him in the cooler? Uh, we did, but yeah, it was feet in the air, so <laughs> he don't bend. <laughs> it took he him. He, but solid. you put he, you put him in the cooler. You worked him in the cooler. You got home. He thawed out. Right. It was, yeah, it didn't take no time to thaw out. Yeah. By the How'd next day, uh, just put. I, we had a big cooler, and we just put uh, put water in it. Left okay. it crack, it'll circulate. Yeah, that's the best way. But so, 150 pound hog. We the next day we got it out of the cooler, and we kind of uh, we were cooking this on my old Hickory uh, ELE EDX. If I can get it out, but that's uh, it's kind of like my CTO on steroids. Yeah. 
It's our it's our commercial pit that that Jamie and I used uh, cooking butt. Jamie, how many butts do we load that dude up with? Well, you can pack a lot, but eighty is like probably the ideal. Eighty-eight pounders is what you go with. That's like ideal. That you know, there's a whole. Well, we we took all the rotisserie shelves out of it. Normally, it's like got double rotisserie shelves. You can stack stuff in there, but we had uh, Luke Ray's hog set up for the ELEDX, and what it was. It's like three bars that go across the bottom of it, and that's kind of what's holds your hog rack. And then he let us uh, use a lazy suey. Is that what he called it? And what that is is a hog carousel. So your hog sits on this carousel after you get him all doctored up. We'll talk about that in a second. And we shove him up in there, and he's good to go. He ain't rotating, but we can spin him around horizontally, I guess was what you was on one axis. Make him dizzy. Make him dizzy, yeah. He was a dizzy pig. But um, Mark. Do you want to tell us what all we did to it? <laughs> First of all, y'all named it. Yeah. Yeah. My, my mom spent a lot of time coming up with names. <laughs> we all researched a hog name. Really? She, she had a list, didn't she? Yeah, she had a list. <laughs> well, so what were some of them, and then which one did we go with? Do you remember? I remember all of them. Uh, of course, one of them's uh, off the Spider movie. Uh, Charlotte's, Charlotte's Web. Web. Wilbur. 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 Yeah. Wilbur's Wilbur. always a pig name. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what all she came up with. It was a lot. We ended up naming him. Crispy, yeah, Chris P. Bacon. Uh, he turned out crispy too. Yeah, yeah. bacon was good. It was a suiting name. You would have. She was tickled to death. You actually done that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he picked that. <laughs> well, when Jamie told me about us, I, like, I gotta go with that. I was going. We were the racing hogs. So I was like, I was thinking of something racing. What could we do? You're whatever. Calling, call him Dale. I was going to call him Little Dale or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> crispy bacon's probably better than Little Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Little Dale Jr. sitting there running, trying to get away from it. <laughs> but so we started out with this hog. We set up a table, PVC legs. We could work on it, wrestled him up on there. And a 150 pound hog, they don't sound like a much, but it's, Dead it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's, 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 it ain't just, you ain't just going to walk, run off with him, are you? I mean, he's not that it's that heavy, but it's nothing to grab. Yeah. And he's just slick. No yeah. matter where you grab, it's slick, you know? <laughs> But once a, we got him on the table, it wasn't nothing to it. So normally we cook a hog on his back. That's how I like to cook them. We all like to cook them that way too because we can lay it out, expose all the different cuts of meat, shoot them all up with different injections or spices and season, make a lot of bark on it. With his running style hog or racing hog, he stays up on his haunches where he looks like he's kind of crouched down or running, and you can't do all that to him. But you can you can do a little bit. Um I think it had that style hog was the authentic eating hog that you know. I think that was more of an eating hog. You know, yeah. Yes. I like a belly up hog because you can you can get a ton of bark on it, you can get a ton of flavor in it. But to me, man, that pulled pork off that hog with a little bit of vinegar sauce, top notch. I mean, and the look it's, of it, you can't beat. Yeah, it's a show it's hog. Beautiful. Yeah. So we did. I did make up an injection. Well, hold uh, on. So, what trimming do you do for a running style hog, if any? Um, you yeah, just clean up the inside. I mean, we flipped him over. Y'all held him open. We didn't really split him down the middle. Didn't make him. We didn't want to open up anymore because you want him to still sit upright and you know be alert. You know. Yeah, we're not trying to spatchcock. So, <laughs> and we just kind of cleaned up the hams around the bacon. Done what you can from inside the hole. And yeah. Any sea new? Yeah. We yeah. made we exposed a little bit of meat, but it's really not going to make bark like you think it would. I mean, yeah. The biggest thing we removed would have been like those diaphragms. You know, yeah, the skirt, it. inner skirt. Yeah, and that was it, really. And we put some mustard on them, uh, a layer of Mississippi grind, 
and uh, some Keller Hall's Lee Barbecue Row. That was it. And then I mixed up in this big, you know, five-gallon drink. My my punch bucket. Is there Memphis in my punch, punch bucket? Punch bucket. That's what we make the bullfrog in. That's a whole different podcast. We might have to do that. <laughs> but uh, that was the concoction. So you really the only way you can really get some flavor in the meat is by injecting it. So we put um, some apple juice, some white grape peach, a little vinegar, salt and sugar, and that was it. That was all that was simple. Super simple injection. It was more like a brine than it was you know the standard injection. Like you know. I think, Jamie, we talked about that. It's like, man, people put too much in stuff. I think all of us do. I mean, that hog was very a natural pork flavor, no overpowering. I mean, you didn't catch up on all the phosphates and everything like that. Yeah, trying to layer all the different flavors and stuff. I mean, it had plenty of salt in the meat, Mm -hmm. and it had a slightly sweet taste. And you might say it was a little fruity, but I didn't really notice too much from the white grape peach. You probably could have just went all out. All apple juice, or either just substituted that other part water. The only and it would have been fine. The only place I noticed, like you could tell, like it had injection, like a sweet fruitiness was like up on the shoulder where we could really put Pump some it. in there. Yeah, yeah. and it, it still was very mild. I mean, it complemented it well. So you broke out the brine pump for that one, and that one we we probably got, I would say, two or three gallons of of uh, brine or injection yeah. in him. You started at the hams, blowed them up, just moved the needle around much you could, went all the way down one spine, uh, hit the bellies on each side, and ended up at the shoulders. And you had to get up in there because we're working in that cavity. Me or Jamie are holding it open, and you're running an injector, and I think y'all switched up. Because you could come in from the neck end a little bit. There was an area where we came in there, but you don't really want to tear the skin up. It's about keeping that skin intact and keeping that shape. So – we noticed when we got the hog out that it was sagging pretty bad, and it was just because of the weight of it. I mean, they pulled all its inner part. It didn't have nothing in him anymore. It pulled all its important stuff. <laughs> and so he wanted to sag. And so I, I know that, you know, some of my friends, Brad from the shed and Boar's Night Out guys, some of those other people, they use, they've got these racks they call robo hogs. And that's what they use. To, it's kind of like an inner framework to set the hog on. But we didn't have anything like that. I've heard people use, like, you know, put butts in there, put whole shoulders, whatever, chickens, turkeys, whatever you could stuff it with. But I was like, well, we didn't have none of that either. So what we did have was an old. Well, me and Mark's pretty good about getting by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course, Michelle had a uh, brick over there. We had so to move her flowers. Yeah. Move flowers that way, get a brick or a, block, a concrete block, yeah. wrap it in two layers of foil, and it worked out perfect. Turned it on its edge. It fit perfect. Yeah. You would have thought it was it was a hog brick. Hog brick. It's a hog it brick now. It yeah, is now. Started, yeah. <laughs> Soon to come to the website. Hog bricks. <laughs> yeah. It's for, it's for that or brick turkey. It'd probably squish the chicken flat. <laughs> turkey, it'd be just. 20 pound brick. Yeah. <laughs> but we turned it on its edge, so it made a nice support. I don't know. It was probably 12 inch brick, wouldn't you say? And uh, 15. we took the hog on its side, wrestled him over on that brick standing on its edge. And lo and behold, it straightened him all the way out. It was like we gave him orthopedic surgery. <laughs> I mean, he was. It fit perfect. Yeah, it fit it in the cavity. The right width, the right... And, well, you know, I got to thinking. I was like, man, this brick's going to heat up. It's going to radiate some heat. You know, it's going to cook it some from the inside. It was, it was perfect. Couldn't have been any better. Couldn't have been any better. You no, know, we didn't think about something. We were talking about how heavy that hall was trying to get in there. We part of that was brick. brick. Yeah, part of that was brick. That added to it, too. <laughs> so once we got him standing up, you got a mess on your hand then. 
because you've done seasoned him, you've walled him around on your table, and the injection is trying to drip back out of him from pumping him up so much. you got to clean him up because the key to getting that hog to look like it looked in that video to get the skin that pretty golden brown color and keep it tight, almost like a leather on it, is to get that skin dry before he goes on the pit. So, Jamie, you fired up the pit. What did we run it at? 225? Yeah. Hold the whole first part of the cook we did. Got everything good. Uh, Broiled oak charcoal, some some, uh, hickory and cherries, what we burned on it. Once we got the pit going, we had to get the hog clean. So we just took rags, like white cotton towels, and wiped him down as dry as we could get him everywhere. No, we didn't want any moisture on the skin because you got to get it to tighten up first. And once you put it in there at 225, it takes about two, two and a half hours. That skin tightened up like this table. I mean, that's when that's where it's really going to start turning dark after that unless you start protecting it. So what we did to give him that suntan, that Hawaiian tropic look, was start rubbing him with oil. And Well, y'all didn't talk about getting him on the pit. Yeah, we don't oh, want to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> it was a whole lot harder. Yeah. Well, Shell, okay, so you were running the camera on that. Give us your perspective on what. Hopefully you edit. I it. was supervising. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. I was supervising. Malcolm was working his strongest muscle. <laughs> My little pointer. <laughs> pointer. I mean, Line it up, Mark. So first explain how that, explain how that lazy suey works. So you got a probably like a four by six square like framework it sits on. And then That's the rack. Yeah, the main rack. And then in that rack is a, a round ring, like a one-inch by one-inch square tubing round ring. And as you sit the top part that we actually prep the hog on, it's got a dial dead center. You slide it over it, and it's got rollers, and they run on that round ring. And it's once you get it in the pit, it, it doesn't get any easier. I mean, you can spin that hog, check him, spray him, whatever you got to do. It's, it's nothing to it. But with it being on that, you know, A, it was on the trailer. And that's something, you know, we didn't really didn't mention was that, you know, we got that cooker on that trailer and you're having to work off the ground and reach in that cooker from the ground and it's on the trailer so it is a little bit more difficult but man two garden shovels out of shell's garden <laughs> right in there. We, we had to come up with a little fulcrum yeah. give us some leverage didn't we and then you line it up and so, so what how i was much does it weigh let's talk about how much the, over 200 with the the rack and the brick and the brick hog brick hog brick and, and all the injection a, three gallons of yeah, injection that's gallons. 20 pounds and y'all had a <laughs> A big old half of Oh, yeah. Uh, so to keep his head up, after we got him on his brick. We built a hog. We, <laughs> Jamie said, I said, we need something to put under his head because I didn't want his head just to be sagging. I wanted it to look like he was up and alert when he's running from something, you know. And so Jamie said, I got the thing. It was just like a wedge of wood. Yeah. And so we just stuck that under. It was perfect. Man, it just held his head up. We wrapped his nose up, his old snoot. Yeah. Wrapped his ears up because that's, you know, that, that's part, that part will burn up all you don't watch it because it's always near a wall where the heat's coming up. Once we got that protected, it's time to load him up. So we put him on the pit at 225. About We didn't touch him for two and a half hours. And then we come out and looked at him. And so the skin, as soon as it was, you could touch it and we could thump it, it was tight. That's when you want to start getting a suntan on him. And you just put on some gloves and rubbed him with some vegetable oil. We sprayed him with some vegetable oil. That was, I mean, what, on the head? and Yeah, I was going to try not to use the spray just because, you know, I feel like, that's not as natural as just fresh vegetable oil. But yeah. man, around that head, it's so much easier just to, and it's done. It's done. Yeah, then try to rub it down. Yeah, yeah. all the wrinkles and cracks and crevices. Mm-hmm. That hog ain't shaved in a while. It was prickly <laughs> time it got to that point. He needed the lady bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we used to take those with us to contests. We had to work on a hog and shave him up. 
We knock them whiskers I off. I clean up his unibrow with oh, how to barbecue right now. <laughs> he was trying to look like me. <laughs> he had it going, huh? Yeah. But uh, so the, that was really, once you get him on, all you're doing is monitoring. We rubbed him. Once we got the hide set. We started rubbing him with oil about every hour. And we let him roll like that until we got the color we wanted. And what that oil's doing is kind of causing it to brown instead of turn dark. I mean, it's slowly working on that mahogany, just a beautiful tan look on the skin. That's where the showpiece comes in. Uh, once that color's set, what was it, 11? Yeah, it's probably what, that'd be six hours? Four, yeah, hours. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten, seven hours probably. We took full and, and just kind of draped it out. We, first, we probed it. So we wanted to watch our internals. We're trying to get those hams to 190, or the shoulders to 190, hams at least about 185, 190 would be great. We probed a Thermworks dot in each one of those, um, try to stay off the bone, and we started putting full on it. Why 190 when you take a butt to 198? Well, just because it's been on there long enough to where it's fall, it's You've rendered. You've rendered him. He's he's ready. It's, he's ready. Yeah. The stall's so long. But we, we probed him pretty deep, too. So we're getting, I mean, you're never going to, if you cooked him all the way to 200 deep, it's just going to be dry as it could be. The so you Christmas don't want to get vacation uh, turkey. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when you, when you brought him over, he just steam out. We'll be nothing but bones. <laughs> but I had a guy. Save a neck for me. We posted a picture right before we wrapped it. And somebody was like, I didn't know what y'all were doing. He's like, I thought y'all were wrapping it in pink butcher paper. And I was like, that's the exact color you want before yeah. you do wrapping. Like, that's a good. Yeah. Reference, yeah. You know? It really is. It really is. Like, it looked just like y'all had a whole. Pig, a pink and butcher, butcher paper. paper. Yeah. He's like, I just glanced at it, and I was like, no, that was the color of the hog. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, once we, we didn't wrap it tight either. Like, when we do on his back hog, he's mummy. We wrap it up like a mummy. We're trying to hold all that steam and the heat and the liquid in there. because That's really what's breaking that hog down, and it cooks a lot faster. So, Mark, you, I think we kind of were joking yeah. uh, about how long I, this hog's going to take. Like 14, 15 hours. And that's, normally, we yeah. can cook one on that time on his back. I wasn't thinking 24 by no means. Yeah. I mean, we, all of us go off on that. Well, you know, and I wasn't willing to push it either. I was like, this is going to be, is what it is. We want it to be right. And we're just going to see because it was kind of, this was new to both of us cooking on that pit, that style hog. You know, it was, it was a little bit of experiment. I'm glad we didn't push it. I mean, oh, yeah. You couldn't ask for it. I wouldn't want to push better. it. I'd want it to be a 20, I'd want a hog like that to be a 24 hour hog. I think that's why, that's part of why it tasted so good. I'm glad we didn't have like an event planned. Oh People yeah, no, that been. I tell you what, if you would, you better. <laughs> I would have started that hog if I had an event planned that day. You probably would have wanted to go on at 8 a.m. And then the next day, I'd have been comfortable with like a lunch serve or Six something. Six hour yeah. hold or something like that. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. about competition. You gotta you gotta build a blind box at nine ten o'clock. Well, I think what, I think what you would crank the temp up more because you're only got you think when you're doing a comp hog. You're not trying to get every bit of it perfect. I mean, they're they're wanting to give the judges the best parts. Yeah. But you could you could get it done enough to where you could get some good you shoulder meat, good some meat. good ham, and to keep your loin right. That's a whole different animal to cook. You know, to cook one of those like that for comps, you'd have to do a whole lot more to it. We're cook we were cooking just a good old fashioned eat, eating style upright running racing hog. That's what it was. I was. I was shocked the next morning. I called you. I was on the way out. I was like, y'all want coffee? And I was like, was it sitting about 180? You're like, no. <laughs> it's 150. And I'm like, did you let the fire go out? Like, what happened, you know? So I kept it. After y'all y'all left for the night, after we got our full on him, got our probes in him, I put him to bed. I left the cooker at 225, put on some charcoal, and it just 
at three, I think it was about 1130. And then three, I set my alarm for three o'clock Went and got me a few hours sleep, went back and looked at him. It's fine. Temp still sitting at 225, had plenty of coal in there. Temps was just creeping along. I think he was, you know, right about 135, something like that. I was like, well, it's coming slow, but I wasn't going to turn it up. I didn't want to, I didn't want to adjust it then as so I was going back to sleep. I went back to sleep and set my alarm for seven. And that's when we went out and looked and it was still, you know, about 150 degrees internal. And that's what, when you got there and you called me, that's where it was. Yeah. So it sat there, that dude stalled out for till what, from three, till three o'clock pretty much. I mean, it was probably, I know for a fact there was about three or four hours there that it did not move a degree. Yeah. He just hung out. He would bump up 165 and you go back out there, it'd be 164. And you got to think we weren't opening it. We didn't peek at it. We didn't look at the full to see if he was all burnt. We didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, because at that point like, you're not. I was like, rubbing. this hog might be black. He might be black as the tire on the trailer. Because I mean, I was like, he's been in there, man. We're pushing. You know, it's been 17 hours. It's been 20 hours. At this point, we're committed. Yeah. We're like, we're making the video. <laughs> Shell's got all this footage. We're we're just hanging we're in, in there. We're in it. We're in it. That is and, a good feeling, though. After all that work and you oh know, yeah, you pull that full up the first time. And it's like, oh, we did it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is there? I was like, I yeah. never doubted it. Man, I never doubted it. Pull up, I was like, Easy, yeah. Oh, look good. <laughs> look good. <laughs> and so. No, our plan was to finish the hog, get it all done, pull it down, break it out, go to Mexican for dinner. Yeah, go have margaritas. At like 4 o'clock. Yeah, was 4 o'clock. I figured we'd be early Mexican night. early. Saturday night, got to go, you know. Not so much. <laughs> no, we didn't make it. It was, it was probably four o'clock is when we probably it hit temp and then we shut the cooker down and then it's so hot at the end you can't mess with it so we turned it off jamie you had you had to bail out to go softball, softball practice. so you missed the best part <laughs> Did, he got, eat. you got oh you got to eat it yeah eat. you just you just got you just missed getting to work, the, to work on yeah it, but you know what it wasn't bad no. So getting, getting it off, off between me and Mark, we done rendered him down. He I bet he weighed 80 pounds. I mean, our brick, we probably cooked the brick down some too. <laughs> we should have weighed the bricks. We rendered block to a brick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the hog block. Yeah, it was a hog brick then. <laughs> we cured that brick some more. But yeah, I bet it didn't weigh 80 pounds. And we just got on each side, scooted the table to the, t- to the trailer and lifted him off. It wasn't no problem. By then, them rollers are so greasy. Boy, they just oh, it slid, slid right off. Right yeah, yeah. And it was it hit temps. It was it was hit one ninety. By the time we let it rest out, hams and shoulders were one hundred ninety. Um, so we got it on the table, garnished it up a little bit just so it'd be pretty for the video. But we well, was some kale. What'd you buy? Yeah, some kale, some pineapples. We split in half. Lemons, maybe some pepper, colored maybe peppers. Some, yeah, I colored think you peppers. Need to do that, regardless if you're at a contest or at home. I just looks good. That much work in, make it look as good as you can. Yeah, that's if it. All that's, you're doing is taking a few pictures. Yeah, that's the showpiece. It just makes it pop. We left it on the rack, you know, and just set it there it. on the table. You couldn't see it. So what I like about that hog is you can leave, you can leave it just like it is, beautiful skin on the front show side where you garnish, and on the back side you can come in, and that's where we split him and get to all the meat. And then you still, so if you're serving it, you could serve half that hog without even disturbing the other half. It looks good. So yeah. Tell me about cutting it open, Mark. That was a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, this, you, you look at the skin, you're like, it's going to cut just like a pork rind. It's going to cut like a tire. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I think a lot of it, too, is I really didn't know what to expect, how hard I was supposed to actually cut, you know. But once you get it cut and you worked it on out, if you had a good, sharp box cutter, it cut fine. So where'd you, explain where you cut it to get it to open up. 
So I cut it from basically the tutor and went up the back all the way down to the shoulder and just kind of angled it off, tapered it at the shoulder. And as soon as you cut the last inch, that skin just falls right off. I mean, it just rolls off. It kind of makes a bowl, big yeah. bowl. I was going to serve out of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Break yeah. it off in a bowl. And, and that's pretty much what we did. I mean, we, took, we, we put gloves on. You got all the meat still on the bone, and you just kind of let gravity do its job, and you're pulling it right there into that skin. And what I thought would have been cool, we we started running out of daylight, and if we were serving it, I might have done this, was get all that meat worked together, you know, and then put it and range it in front of that front side of that hog where if you were doing a buffet-style cook or something like that, people could come by and you let them eat half the hog first. And that, I mean, so that hog probably yielded, I would say 70, probably 70, 75 pounds of pulled pork when it was all lock, said and done. How many Ziploc bags was it? Do y'all remember? It was like, Eight. Oh, oh, no, it was, like it was way more. Yeah, it was like, yeah, gallon bags. I mean, it was yeah. a ton. I had, I took four with me. Yeah, I think we had nine left over after you took yeah. four. And that yeah. was probably, it was 10 pounds in each bag. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it's a lot of pork. And everybody I gave some pork to said how good it was. Like, they just said that's one of the better hog meats that, that me, we've ever given them yeah that flavor there goes so well with just like a thin vinegar sauce or something that you're used to eating not all thick sweet just a good vinegar sauce i liked your idea of taking that once you pulled the hide down and all the meat's just sitting there just taking a bottle of that vinegar sauce and drizzling, drizzling it all down it and just letting it and it'd been sharp oh it'd man it would little look good then but I, th- I think if, I mean, if you could figure out a way to do that where you opened it up inside the pit and glazed it like we typically glaze, if you wanted to get some bark on it, you could slide it back in there, let that tack up, and then you'd have a show side and you'd have a barked up side. You know, Something to play with. You might could do it on a smaller Next you know, 30 pig. hours we got. We do next that. 30 hours, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, with that skin. Call TK. <laughs> with that skin being like that, I think you could cut it down its back where you really don't see the slit. And just use that slit and pour the sauce in and let it run down behind the skin. That way, when you roll Ooh. it off, it's already red. Pretty. That's an idea there. We could do that. Because, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, you could definitely do that. Like this, this is a pre-sauced hog. Yeah, he's pre-sauced. <laughs> and then when you break it on down, it's like, man, how'd you get all that sauce in there like that? That's, heritage so, breed. Man. Heritage breed, yeah. We infused it. Yeah. But, I, but I liked seeing y'all cut that open and just peeling it back. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Did you do the pork rind? You try to so try tell them about the your pork rinds. <laughs> well, you with the so time? I had the idea that we were going. I was because since all the the meat and fat and everything rendered off the pork rinds, all I was left with was skin. So the next day, I was going to take them and cut them up and fry them and pop them like you would fried pork rinds. And man, so I got my grease out and got it good and hot. You know, cut up all cut up You're the pork rinds. Right now. I, now it was horrible. <laughs> it it just the all they did it stunk the whole house up. <laughs> They just went to, I don't know, I guess we cooked everything out of it because they wouldn't pop. Yeah, they wouldn't pop. It would just kind of just turn black on me. Well, you know, the idea you did the, not work. When you get the pellets that you actually fry and make your own pork rinds, yeah. they're greasy, you know? They hadn't been dehydrated that much. Yeah. I think we took it about 15 hours too long for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving up on that, but I mean, I know the process. You're really supposed to. Did you bring me that skin? Did you? Or did I got you, it froze. Oh, okay, okay. I was going to try that sometime. Or you try it, let me know how it turns you out. But you, but yeah. you got it. So what you got to do is you got to get the meat off of it. Then you boil it. 
and you get it soft, and that's what cooks it down. And then you take it out, cut it up. Then you cut it up in strips and put it on your dehydrator, and you turn it into those pork rind pellets. And then you can fry them and pop them, and then do like pork rinds. So I've been told. Pork rind you can make. Oh, you could do a big one if you had a big enough. If you done that, that could be your bowl for like a pin of cheese. You could do that, yeah. Oh yeah, like Like a a bread bread bowl. bowl. Yeah, (laughs) if you could get a big one, yeah. Gotta have a heck of a fryer. Well, at some point, you know, I have seen them take those little suckling pigs and pour scalding, you know, 350-degree oil over them and pop them right there on the belly or on the whole pig. So I don't know at what point you could have done that. I don't know if oil would have done it to that hog at some point if, or maybe sitting all night. I don't know. I, I don't know. Build a boat I screwed there. it up. Yeah, it was it was leather. I mean, it was it was about – you could make some armor. <laughs> I think you would have messed could, it up by pouring the – the oil all over, over it. it, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want it to. It was too pretty. Like it was. I, well, I wouldn't do that there. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd have to really get that technique down before I'd go to pour hot oil over one. 150 pound that, of oil. That'd be pretty dangerous, wouldn't it? 350 degree oil trying to. I want to, I want to be the camera guy. When yeah, you I don't want to be doing it. Yeah, he's gonna be, be pointing. Hey, yeah, James, yeah, Mark. get up there and ladle it. Here's some hot oil. Let me get back. <laughs> Put it on that oil. Be a heck of a quill dog, Malcolm. Good as you point. <laughs> But that was pretty much, I mean, so. What'd y'all do with the meat? We used it in our video for the potato skins. Oh, did you really? That was yeah. a heck of a potato skin. Potato skins, skins were good. So I, how'd you do those? So, I was, my plan was with the holiday coming up, you know, I know like on any holiday, Friday night, we're cooking out just for us. So, mm-hmm. a lot of people have leftover potatoes or whatever. So, we just baked some potatoes, peeled them, you know, hold them out, and then took that hog, reheated it. And that's the thing, too, that I thought was made a big difference reheating that hog in like a ziploc bag don't try to put it in a crock pot or in an aluminum pan in the oven like i left it in the ziploc bag about a quarter cup of vinegar sauce threw it in the microwave 30 seconds toss it 30 seconds toss it and it was there put it in the potato skins cheese jalapeno and i kind of took on your idea with the hot dog and the nachos like done a full pork potato skin it's based off that barbecue nacho flavor yeah yeah put them on the pellet grill they would hurt you they look good they were really good what 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 y'all do with them, Jamie? We did just a traditional sandwich one night. And next night, done my, I love doing my case barbecue quesadilla. Oh yeah, yeah. With hog meat. Oh man. What goes in your good. quesadilla? Just do normal Mexican style: cheese, onions, bell peppers, and uh. You sauce it. it or anything? Or usually on the outside my tortilla, I'll do the vinegar sauce on it. Okay, but you didn't put nothing on the meat. It was just straight out the bag. Straight out the bag. Man, you do a, was good. Do you do a folding? I do. Yeah. yeah. Everybody that ate that hog, though. I mean, said it was fantastic. Oh, my yeah. dad, yeah. My dad said it was some of the best tasting pork he's had since he was a kid. It was. It made an awesome pork sandwich. Some pickles, some mayonnaise, <laughs> a little vinegar sauce. <laughs> it reminded you of old school, you know, going and getting whole hog barbecue. Yeah. There ain't many places that do it. You got those joints up in Lexington, Tennessee that do it now, but it was so, there's just not many that do it anymore around here, you know. It was so juicy, you know. It was so full of flavor. Yeah, it was full That's flavor. What I was worried about being upright in your mind. You're thinking everything's going to lose be it. Yeah, it's yeah. Not yeah. Gonna be, uh, it held a lot. They held a lot of moisture, and you picked up some of the flavor from the injection. But really, it was natural pork yeah. and smoke. You know, you picked up the hickory. You could pick up a little of the cherry, and it was just man, that, that old hickory pit did a fine job cooking that. Like I'm ready to. Do, I'm ready to cook another one. Yeah. It, I mean, it was easy, but like breaking that hog down. And able to incorporate. That's one thing you miss out not doing a hog is able to incorporate everything together. 
So you get a little bit of that bacon meat with that shoulder. And I mean, I even pulled some of the rib meat out. And it was, yeah. You know, yeah. I pulled all the meat off the head. I mean, I pulled the skin off it, take that temple meat out, got all that jaw meat. I mean, mixed all that back with it. I mean, it was just goodness. It really was. The and loin you know, almost came off whole. Almost. Yeah. We were trying. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. The loin was good. I mean, now, was the loin overcooked as far as like a pork loin for a contest? Yeah. But it was still excellent pulled pork when it was all mixed in. And I like that. You know how you get you can get some of the darker meat, and you can get some of the real white meat, and you get some of the real smoky meat that got mm-hmm. the smoke. By the time you get it all mixed together, it just makes really good taste of pork. And, you know, Jamie, you said that you missed all the work. That was much easier to break down and clean up than no a than a – uh, uh, yeah, I yes. think so. I, I mean, so we too. had it broke down. I mean, by the time I don't think it took us fifteen minutes. Yeah, it wasn't long at all. We had him. We had the bones and what was left in the garbage can bagged up and table wiped y'all off. Was quick, because I was leaving ball practice like eighty five down the interstate. <laughs> by the time I got to Hernando, Mark called and said it was done. Yeah, it did. I think like a belly up hog, that skin gets the same way. You just don't really notice it, and it makes a bowl. So that whole time we're basing that belly up hog, all that liquid's going right there and staying. Until and you, you start breaking it down, it runs everywhere. Yeah. It's just, it's a it's mess. A mess. Well, yeah. until, you know, until you get him wrapped up tight, because then that bottom skin, it's just so soft. You can just stick a finger. Anything is going to go right through it. Yeah, that skin's completely different. Yeah. Didn't yeah. we use a bed sheet too? We had, we, yeah, we were right. Yeah, yeah, to keep it on that skin. But I, th- I mean, we were, the thinking on that was, oh man, it's going to keep it the right color, but. Really, it's keeping it too moist. Yeah. I mean, that would have been fine to do at the end, but, you know, I, I learned that the whole key to getting that color right and skin to keep busting is letting it dry out at first. That's the whole key. If we were having a hog picking, you know, inviting all our friends over July 4th type style, I'd want you to cook that hog over the... Yeah, oh, yeah. I think so, day. too. I, people want to take pictures of that hog. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's what I call a show hog. But it tasted great, too. It was easy. You could pick it, mm-hmm. throw it out there, like you said, you know. So I would get, estimate that a pig like that probably would have fed probably close to 200 people is how much meat I think it would, we would probably would have got. It was a lot. It was for, a lot. For everybody to get yeah. a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that, that is a sandwich hog to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's one thing. It's like good I, slaw. If I could do anything, I would love to go back. And eat them hogs like your dad ate and cooked. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. a kid. You know, yeah. that Try old it. school. Because that's a flavor that no matter who tells you, we'll never get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People like, just don't do it anymore. We can all we can, yeah. but you will never get that flavor unless your dad he was taught by his dad and passed it on in generations. You'd, you'd have to go back. You'd have to go back to building the brick pits and manning that fire all night. And it, cooked the, it took them 24 plus hours to cook those hogs back in the day. They weren't speed cooking anything. I want one of them hogs Jay and them cooked. Yeah, yeah. 300 pounds. The monster ones? <laughs> Can you imagine what how long it'd take to cook one of those hogs? I mean, it might take 36 hours. They said they, I think he done it. I can't remember if he said it was 30 or 30. It was up there. Up there, they didn't, yeah. They didn't check Dundas. It was just cook it. And at that time, hey, this hog's done. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dripping on them coals. I mean, that's, that's the part you can't. A, that's the part you can't. Brick, brick, brick also. Yeah. See, now we don't get that flavor. Next video. That's yeah. that's what could make it better if you cook one of those style hogs on a drum. <laughs> on, well, it, you know, where, with your coals under it to where it could drip, and I don't know how you do it. You'd have to have a way to build. But you, well, I know what you do. You just shovel your coals 
away from it at some point and let the residual heat kind of. We'll do it. Kinda, yeah, that would be a, that'd be a fun one to do. We'll get this back porch done. We'll build us a hot, but let's build a, we could build a different one, just a brick upright one where you can roll him in there standing up. Like instead of building it so long and wide, build it vertical. Emily's in there shaking her head. <laughs> We're doing it. Somebody the hog shed. We'll have the hog shed. I got to put up a pole barn and put a hog cooker under it. She always need to get more blocks and bricks for your flower bed. Yeah. <laughs> hog blocks. Yeah. Well, Shell, We're gonna do we have port- anything else? I was going to say, we we're going to put a porta john and a hog yeah. cooker and out a in the yard. <laughs> in the yard. You have a better chance than a hog cooker than you have a porta john. <laughs> no, so, what was the total experience like for everybody? Oh, I loved hog it. Cooking? I, man, that, I'm down to cook another one of those. Just let's find 30 hours and, yeah. like Jamie said, <laughs> and go to it. Really, the only difficult part is finding a cooker that could handle it yeah that's the main thing cooking a hog man some a lot of people tackle it and don't have the piece of equipment to do it you know you can't just go any old stick burner pit and think you're gonna cook a good hog or don't think cram one up hog fits in the that it's gonna, it's cook. gonna cook yeah yeah that's a big problem too people say oh, i got a hot pit it's you know it's all here pull it behind and yeah, yeah no that ain't 200 gallon drum yeah yeah it ain't gonna work yeah it ain't gonna work. yeah so having the right equipment i mean you know, it's hard to say you're just going to experiment cooking a hog. I mean, for, if you ain't never done it, yeah. it's one thing if you cook some and you try something different. But if you've never done it, I mean, I'd say I suggest finding you somebody to tag along that has <laughs> at least give you some good guidance. But uh, we're gonna have a video here in a few weeks that's gonna help them beginner hog cook. There you go. We're gonna, we're gonna work on that. Next week. Oh, that'd be a good one too. Begin- oh yeah, you're gonna do the beginner hog video. Did you find a source for? You don't want to leak it out yet. We're not going to leak it out yet. We will find a source. Swine life's got one coming. So like a good. big, uh, I mean a little little pig. Okay. So what do, no. what do y'all have? Just y'all... subscribe to Swine Life. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, that's right. They have their own YouTube channel too. They're putting out some good videos. What's coming up for y'all? Y'all got y'all got a contest or anything? I know we're starting to see some open back up a little bit. Just waiting on one to open. Hopefully. Hopefully. About this local one here next week. Hopefully DeSoto Shrine Club may be having one's a rumor. KCBS or SEA? KCBS. KCBS. Yeah. Have to brush the rust off. I don't forgot how to do it. Oh, man, nothing to it. Keep it plain and simple, yeah. right, Jamie? Yep. That's mean, what we're going back we to. We can finish mid-pack just like we did last <laughs> year. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for taking thank the time. Yeah, yeah, to do the video out. with us. Yeah, and the 36 hours we cooking hog is a great experience and i suggest everybody try it that's something yeah. that people ask me what's your favorite thing to cook cooking hogs is my favorite thing to cook because we get to sit around and do this right here Social. it's like being at this podcast talking having fun there's a lot the of reward solving there's a lot of problems a lot of guessing a lot of don't know <laughs> but in the end it usually comes out right you know and that's the best part. And it's a lot of food to share with folks. So that's what makes it, you know, so much fun. Yeah, it's some work and, you know. That's when you get, you know, your buddies together. Yeah, that's right. It is. And it's not a solo job to me. I would hate to do it. I mean, if it was. It wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be fun. It'd be, you know. So I know. Talking to crispy bacon and yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ain't that much to it. Just but, me and you, crispy. So y'all give it a try sometime. And Shell, well, first, y'all tell them where we can find yeah. y'all. Instagram, Facebook, at Swine Life BBQ. Of course, on YouTube, at Swine Life BBQ as well. Reach out if y'all need anything. We're here to help you. And Shell? Yeah, they, they're good to answer questions and 
So send them over their way. Try to answer them right. <laughs> Best you can. That's, That's what, yeah. Um, it, if you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's how to BBQ right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. That's right. <laughs> you got to add, add, add your list. <laughs> <laughs> I've got more connections. <laughs> And don't forget Bells and Biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> Soon to come. Uh, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us and hope you picked up some hog cooking tips. And y'all go check out Swine Life on YouTube and Facebook and give them some likes and shoot them some questions. We'll see you next time. <laughs>